VMS logo will appear any moment now, and we will uh, have the uh, slides to uh, guide us through our thoughts uh, on God's Word from 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. If you have a Bible with you, I'd like to open it at 1 Corinthians 12, then that's what we're looking at today. And we're thinking about the body of Christ, and we're all part of it. I feel very strange in front of you today. For 50 years or more, I used to wear a shirt, a jacket. I've, I've, I've ditched that now and I'm glad that I see no other ties here, no, no jackets, no jackets. And uh, I even see some shorts, so who knows what I'll wear next time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, uh, it, it's really great to be with you. And, well, we've begun to think about um, some of the areas where VMS World Mission is involved. And we're just going to uh, look at the scriptures now and uh, see um, some of the uh, implications and application of that. So I think we should see uh, that passage before us now. Aha, there we go. Which I'll uh, read and follow in in your scriptures uh, at that moment. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. The whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? The whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as, he want, just as he wanted them to be. They were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts of one body. Next bit, please. Aha! The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts would have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. One part, one body. That uh, first picture there is of Chad. And perhaps you'll recognise the... Uh, the picture because we've, we've already had it in our whistle-stop tour of the work of VMS uh, World Mission. And uh, this is the scene of the soon-to-be house of Marvin Andrew Hodgkin in Wardai Chad. And uh, that there is Daniel, and he's one of several skilled masons from the South 
who have travelled north to build, to build villas for the newly rich of Bardai. And it's Daniel and his team who help to work out how to make the, the toilet by using the lie of the land and not digging through hard volcanic rock. Just because we're involved in the Lord's word, work doesn't mean that we uh, dispense with common sense. And uh, I think that's one of the many wonderful things about um, the work of this and other mission work is that uh, the spiritual and the uh, material go hand in hand. And where Mark and Andrew live uh, is vital to their work in Guinea-Bore too, and it provides security in a difficult territory, connection with an isolated land, and escape from the intensity of hospital life. And without Daniel's masonry skills and local knowledge, we can't have Mark and Andrew's medical skills. And uh, that reading obviously says how the body of Christ has got many different parts, <coughs> and so it is with the work um, wherever mission is involved. Next slide, please. Many parts, but one body. And uh, this is a Mark and a nurse in Bardi. Without uh, Mark and Andrew's medical skills, we won't have the identification of treatment like that dreadful disease that I mentioned, Leishmaniasis. Took me many weeks to get my tongue around that. And um, I, I explained what it is. And um, because of their, their training, uh, Mark and Andrew were able to spot that disease. And because of their contact, then they were able to set up that uh, treatment program. Uh, next slide, please. And uh, this is BMS worker Kabasu uh, in, in, in Chad. Unfortunately, we live in a broken world. And all of us will experience some sort of crisis, disaster, or conflict. They happen everywhere. Obviously, and we'll be homing in on this uh, towards the end, there's conflict in the Ukraine. There's economic collapse in Sri Lanka. There's ongoing crisis in the Lebanon. Of course, we're still coming out the effects of the pandemic in many places. We see earthquakes. This script was written before uh, the Marrakesh uh, incidents of this week. And cyclones. And these seem to happen seemingly indiscriminately around the world. And the only small amount of consolation that we can find at these events that the, is that these events seem to have always happened across the, the globe, even if they seem to be happening with increasing rapidity. At least to some extent, we all experience the pain and suffering that our sisters and brothers have felt. And that goes back to the very beginning of creation. It goes back to the uh, story of Noah in Genesis. It goes back to the story in 2, two Kings 18, where we read of the invasion of the Assyrian army, and so on. Even Jesus was in conflict, overflowing, uh, sorry, overthrowing the tables in the temple. And I suspect that that today would be classed as an act of civil disorder, but who can dispute what he was trying to say in that piece? We are called upon uh, to learn from the reading of scripture through the stories there, the story of Joseph in Egypt, the seven plentiful years and the seven years of famine. And in Acts 11, 29, we read that the believers in Antioch, on hearing of a famine, sent relief to the brothers and sisters. And our work with BMS World Mission and with other uh, mission and relief organisations is surely not just to focus on the spiritual needs of people, important as they are, but also the physical needs as well. 
And in that reading from 1 Corinthians we had, uh, Paul reflects the reality of our church family. We are all one body. When one part hurts, every part hurts with it. Now, you can barely see the mark on my arm there now, but um, when I first started uh, preaching this message around the church a couple of months ago, it was a vivid purple star. I decided to cook some mushrooms one evening in my South Sea apartment, and there must have been a globule of, flat, of fat or something that leapt out of the pan onto my arm. And I went, oh, and I put it under the cold tap, which I meant to do, and then carried on cooking and eating. And I looked, and it was a very vivid, horrid, nasty purple colour. And uh, believe you me, it wasn't just my arm that was hurting, it was, it was my mind, it was my emotions, and uh, it, I'm sure most of us here would have had some form of injury, minor or otherwise, and we realise how the whole body is affected. And Paul uses that analogy here, that the churches in Macedonia, uh, they, they were uh, called upon to serve their brothers and sisters in Judea to take the collection, and uh, generosity overflowed. Now, BMS World Mission has got the planned relief work, the, the planned work in, in a number of different areas, including agricultural, educational, um, in, in terms of women's work, and, and so on. But there also needs to be the spontaneous work, and I'm sure you'll find it very moving in uh, a few minutes when we uh, see uh, what our Polish brothers and sisters uh, were able to do when the Ukrainian refugees arrived. Next slide, please. Generosity overflows the communities around them. This is Afghanistan. And I'm uh, just going to mention briefly uh, the name of somebody who we will call Ruby, not her real name. And uh, that sense of calling uh, was, uh, she, that came to her when she went to, to travel to Afghanistan in a time of crisis. And uh, she's helped generosity to overflow to the communities around her. Before the evacuation in August two years ago, she used her agricultural expertise to create a food forest with fruit trees, apple, pear, plum, and walnut, and so on. And um, this, the snow melting in the spring, um, if the trees are there in place, it can make a tremendous difference. Ruby arrived safely back in Afghanistan in May of last year. She is safely back at work, living in her usual town. But she's working undercover. I, I was privileged when I was um, doing one of these weekends in Norwich a couple of years ago to actually go out uh, to lunch with Ruby, Ruby and uh, somebody else. And um, you, you can't be much more frontline, can you, than in Afghanistan, uh, an oppressive Muslim regime which is very anti-female and uh, there is one of our BMS uh, emissaries uh, preaching the gospel, living the gospel, uh, ostensibly doing agricultural work amongst women, but really doing something of more lasting significance than that. Uh, it moves me to tears every time I mention her, and um, I, 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 I trust that you will be inspired as we think about the body of Christ, that uh, all sorts of ways in which a tremendous work is being done. Uh, next slide, please. And uh, we, we move uh, uh, across the uh, Himalayas there uh, to Nepal. 
from one isolated mountain community to another, the Grussell. And here we have a multi-purpose community development. And uh, they have uh, plans to develop the simple agriculture in their, in their village. And um, spread across three hills in the mountainous area. Uh, these people here, uh, such as Ushnu uh, and Harbati that you, you see there, they live in a very isolated community. They have very scarce water supply. They don't have proper sanitation. Their health posts are very far away. And yet there are 400 families there. And BMS uh, World Vision, through the harvest appeal uh, last year, uh, managed to raise £170,000 so that each of those areas that I've just mentioned uh, can be tackled. Next slide, please. Body of Christ. We're all part of it. And as part of our whistle-stop tour, uh, we've, we've ended up in Mozambique, in Africa here. Sometimes we find tough situations of the people that we hear about really hard to understand and empathise with. Perhaps easier when we are going through a tough time, that somebody can come alongside us, listen to us, cry with us, and then the situation isn't so far away. It's easy to be overwhelmed when we hear about some of these situations. But this body of Christ picture that we're thinking about this morning, briefly, is a very helpful analogy. And I've already said about my, my own very small injury here, that one, when one part of the body suffers, the other parts suffer as well. There are several things when we go through uh, difficulties. That are truths that should challenge and comfort us, not only for ourselves, but to uh, be useful to others. We're allowed to hurt. Throughout the Bible, we see parts of the body of Christ calling out in, help, in hurt. And we should expect other people to be hurting within the body of Christ, and they're expecting us to support them. There's need to have an emotional response. Our physical bodies may cry out in pain, but our spiritual bodies call out in pain and in prayer as well. We are all called to be encouragers. Some of us perhaps are more naturally sympathetic than others. Some of us are um, more compassionate, more, more expressive and so on. But I feel uh, led to, to bring this challenge to, to you sisters and brothers today. It's not, not just what comes naturally to us, it wants what comes supernaturally to us. As part of our calling as Christian believers, we are all called to draw alongside. And maybe if it doesn't come naturally, maybe if it's got to come supernaturally, it will be all the more meaningful, all the more efficacious, and all the more healing. So there's a practical response. Sometimes we're called upon to respond practically, gifts in kind, donations of items, finance, and so on. But we always see in the scriptures, and I think we've seen in the, some of the places that we've seen today, that these responses are always in context and they're always appropriate. We remember that Jesus was crying out to God in prayer for his people. Noah built that ark, as I've already made allusion to, the right size. Joseph stored the grain in the right sort of uh, barns and so on. In fact, the body of Christ, 
this local congregation, linked with the other um, people of God that we've seen here. This is the perfect mechanism to responding to planning and to crises as well. Time after time we've seen churches respond in the most amazing ways, as we're going to see shortly from our brothers and sisters in Poland as they responded to that situation in the, in the Ukraine. And uh, the last slide now, please. The MS World Mission will remain supporting in countries and situations like those we've shared, working together with amazing people to spread the good news of Jesus, to help those in need spiritually, physically, educationally, materially, agriculturally, you name it, and we have named it today. And we've seen this particularly happening in Poland, as we'll see now, where churches like us here today have responded. You, they, we are the body of Christ. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you go through the waters, I will be with you. And we will now see how that's happened. Thank you.